latest episode of Winging It is out. Be sure to check it out wherever you enjoy your podcast or on YouTube for the visual audience. Want to talk some MLB postseason baseball, which has been fun, even though it hasn't included my Cardinals since the wild card walk-off loss. Uh, before we get to our daily hitter with uh, some big news and notes from this week in fantasy, a lot of running backs going down. Uh, we get you the lowdown on Devontae Booker, Daryl and Damian Williams, uh, Russell Wilson's in- injury. What's the deal with Daniel Jones, et cetera. Lots to get to with our guy, Ricky Larson of Lucky Shots Media. But we start with the Astros blasting the White Sox so much for Tony La Russa, right? Uh, wasn't close. It was a 3-1 uh, gentleman sweep. Um, Eloy and Yoan go missing. I mean, they just could not do anything against the Astros. Uh, they completely shelled up in the moment. Uh, the White Sox pitching gets absolutely lit up. Giolito, Lance Lynn, Kyle Tucker is just an absolute animal. He might be the best player on that team right now for the Astros, but they still have Correa, who's about to be a free agent, but he's always dangerous in the postseason. Um, you know, the Astros just absolutely smacked the White Sox and I, they were favored in that series for a reason, of course. Um, let's see here. Tampa Bay. How about that? I mean, the shocking is Boston coming in, beating the Yankees and then uh, going on to beat the defending AL champs. Uh, Brandon Lau, what's going on with this guy? Uh, you know, he had the great first half last year um, and he's just kind of fall, falling apart. He's a very streaky hitter, uh, lots of power, but. Uh, there's a lot of swing and miss potential. 0 for 18 in the divisional series. Nelson Cruz traded from the Twins to the uh, Rays, right? 3 for 17. He just had, I think, a solo home run. Mike Zunino. When you have to rely on guys like Mike Zunino, yeah, he's fine for a good team. Plug him into a lineup, good team. It's going to perform the season, but then you rely on them for when the stakes are high, and you get Mike Zunino 2 for 15. Uh, the Rays pitching, a lot of uh, rookies, a lot of inexperience. They fell apart. Michael Waka's throwing postseason innings. That's never a good sign. Um, the Red Sox are just mashing right now. Devers, Bogarts, Hunter Renfro, uh, you name it. Christian Vasquez, uh, the Alex Verdugo. These guys uh, can play. And I love a good conspiracy theory. I saw this in TikTok, and if this is true, this is absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, so apparently. In 2004, the World Series logo featured kind of these three flags, right? Like almost pennants in their logo. And these logos come out right before the season. Red Sox win the uh, come from behind inexplicably, inexplicably against the Yankees down 3-0, first time ever in baseball history. And they go on to win, break the curse, the curse of the Bambino. They win in 04. In 07, same flags pop up. What happens? Red Sox win it. Uh, what what was the year they beat the Cardinals? Uh, right, that was 2012, 2013. Uh, guess what happened? Yeah, that was 2013. Flags. So, and then these years, there haven't been flags since. Like, I don't know. You'll have to search it out. Red Sox flags conspiracy on uh, World Series flag conspiracy on TikTok or on Google search. Um, and what's interesting, though, of course, is this year the ALCS has flags their logo, the World Series does not. Look where the Red Sox are. And I love an opportunity to fade the Astros. Red Sox are a, a dog in this series. I think they're going to beat the Astros. Um, I like I like this to go six, seven games. And Boston, it's hard to win at Fenway. 
Uh, they're going to boo the hell out of the Astros there. I think the Red Sox can clip one in Houston. I like this to be a six or seven game series in the Red Sox to go represent the AL. Crazier things have happened. Um, the Braves were just better than the Brewers. Christian Yelich, uh, can he turn it around? This guy was an MVP to now looks like he could be one of the biggest busts you've seen. That contract he signs, the extension, that kicks in after he had a horrible 2020. Okay, was that an anomaly? The shortened season, the pandemic? No. Full season this year, only nine home runs, and he stinks it up in the playoffs. I had I uh, heard someone on MLB Network say, is he Jason Hayward? Oh, my goodness. I would love that. The Jason Hayward contract for the Cubs, the Yelich contract for the Brewers, uh, Cardinals to win the NL Central next year. Why not? Brewers, Craig Council, that team. I mean, the pitching... Uh, the pitching's great, but yeah, that that offense here. Here's the offense, and this is why the, the offense failed uh, them in the playoffs, is because you were relying on when Christian Yelich isn't hitting, you got to rely on Willie Adamas, Abisail Garcia, Colton Wong, personal favorite, and Lorenzo Kane. That's not going to get it done. Freddie Freeman uh, gets the elusive, uh, excuse me, the decisive blow against lefty Josh Hader could have used Devin Williams had he not punched a wall right when celebrating the division what a bonehead uh Brewers early exit see ya Cardinals were taking the division back next year um Freeman comes through in the clutch I took so my preseason MLB futures I took the Braves to win to the uh the NL East cash it I took the Oakland A's to win the AL West did not hit that Dodgers to win the NL West a little bit juicy did not hit that but I'm liking this a little bit more. Braves 10 to 1, my preseason World Series bet. I've got Braves over Red Sox World Series. What do we have tonight? Who will be the Braves uh, opponents? I like the Giants at home. I think they find a way. They've got Logan Webb, their guy who shut down the Dodgers in that game one. They're at home. Dave Roberts is getting cute. They just announced this uh, this afternoon. He's starting Corey Knable. Is it a bullpen game? Is he doing what Craig Council did last year, a couple of years ago, where he starts a reliever and then he pulls him immediately to try and mess up the lineup construction in the other dugout? What, he's getting a little too weird here for the defending champs. I don't know if this is going to pay off. Why not just put the league leader in wins there, Julio Urias, right? Um, why not just start it there? Why risk messing them up if you bring them in in the middle of the first or in the second? Very odd. Uh, it's a toss-up game here in San Francisco. Let's take the home team. I like San Francisco to move on, but I've got the Braves uh, going to the World Series, and let's see if the flag f- theory, conspiracy theory, is uh, something of notice. Uh, Red Sox-Astros begin tomorrow. MLB postseason has been fun even without the Cardinals, but the always fun and the always king sport. The NFL, let's get caught up on some noteworthy headlines as you uh, line up your DFS lineups this weekend, plug and play your fantasy lineups for the week to begin tonight with Tampa Bay and Philly. Ricky Larson coming up here. Welcome into our weekly hit here as we get educated on this week in fantasy football. It's Ricky Larson of Lucky Shots Media. Uh, Ricky, let's talk right now, diving into some headlines. Uh, you had some great things to say on your podcast. Again, Lucky Shots Media on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, you do now kind of a show on Wednesday, fantasy advice on Thursday, and then we have our gambling hit on Friday. Yes, uh, sir. So content throughout the week to look forward to. Want to start with Saquon Barkley getting injured again, uh, but a guy you like behind him that people might want to throw into their lineups this week in Devontae Booker. For sure. Uh, so 
we just can we just get on Saquon for a second? Yes, of course. You yes. and I a couple weeks ago we talked about is Saquon still good? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? He just needs to get that confidence up. He's going to be good. The week before, wow, he finally found that confidence. <laughs> yeah. It was great. I looked like a fool. Like, Riding high on Saquon. And then this week he accidentally stumbles over somebody's foot mm-hmm. and his foot swells up like Professor Clump. I mean, it was <laughs> ridiculous. Now he's going to be out for a while. Uh, so I think just be done with Saquon. In my back? Because yeah, I know. He's not good. He stinks. Stay yeah. on the field. I mean, oh, how does that happen? I don't. It's bad luck. Yeah. I mean, it's football too, but what? I mean, what? freak injury but again yeah you know say everyone come at me Saquon had the week where he beats the Saints uh, and then he can't stay on the field it's tough again I don't like uh, putting the guy down but uh you know plug and play Booker's a guy that can find the end zone yeah here we go so Devontae Booker uh I think he's a fantastic play this week uh we we saw what he did last week uh when Saquon went out he came in had about 50 yards on the ground I think three or four catches and a touchdown, both ends, rushing and uh, receiving. And he's pretty much just got to step in and take over the role Saquon plays because they it's not like they have a ton of running back depth, and he is the best that they have. So he's going to inherit pretty much that entire role. Mm. We saw him do it last week. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Devontae Booker, former Bronco as well, yeah? Former Bronco, yes, sir. So, got to love the guy. Uh, <laughs> but I, he's he's just a fantastic play, regardless of who the quarterback's going to be. If it is Glennon, I actually mm-hmm. like that better for Booker uh, himself because Glennon, you know, is in, in all the time, doesn't yeah. necessarily run this offense consistently enough to know where to go with the ball right away, so he's going to check it down. So I think Devontae Booker is fantastic this week. Yeah, I picked him up in a couple leagues. Definitely thinking about streaming him as we get into our first bye weeks, right? Uh, so definitely looking for these options. Um, Want to talk about Daniel Jones. Again, we don't know. if I think we were all collectively shocked with a couple things. One, Mike Glennon's a giant. Two, Mike Glennon's still playing uh, when he kind of lumbered onto the field and we're like, oh, boy. Um, Daniel Jones is having a pretty damn solid year overall quarterback wise, but certainly fantasy, right? He's got a, a low key running threat. Um, Daniel Jones is a quarterback fantasy wise overall thoughts on him. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I've been looking at because like I said in uh, my podcast, I've got Justin Herbert across every single league. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is a guy I've been like, is he going to be who I stream? Cause I, I don't, carry another quarterback so i'm right i'm like is daniel jones a guy that i could plug in and be like i'm okay with and for sure for sure i would be 100 okay streaming him uh depending on your quarterback situation so if say your quarterback got hurt say you had russell wilson yeah and he's out for six to eight weeks i think you could plug in daniel jones you'd have to temper your expectations i don't think he's going to go off for 40 like russ could but 20 to 25, maybe even a 30-point game with his rushing capabilities, yeah. I think you can 100% be confident. Um, now we just have to check and see this week, uh, concussion-wise, what he's going to be because that was a nasty concussion. Like, it didn't oh, yeah. look honestly that bad. And then he got up, 
and looked like a baby deer that had just been born. Uh, so, you know, this week, not knowing who's going to be that quarterback, who knows, but for the remainder of the season, or like I said, if you had Russ and he's going to be out six to eight weeks, I think you can roll out Daniel Jones and be confident in about 20 points per week. Um, it's the NFL and it's, uh, moving past uh, week five into the season here. So quarterbacks are going to get injured. The tough injury yeah. to Russell Wilson, two was on the IR. I want to ask you about Tua because it's fascinating. Like the, everyone's kind of all collectively realizing they were theorizing it last year, this year, we know, oh boy, we all missed out on Herbert, uh, mm. especially the dolphins, because what do you have with Tua? often injured in college, now in the NFL. Do you trust him at all coming back? Uh, so two as a guy I'd never trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory is Alabama, Ohio State, those kind of places. We're seeing more quarterbacks come out of those places. You've never been able to trust any quarterback from Bama, any quarterback from Ohio State. Tua was the same way. I, I didn't necessarily trust him last year. Coming straight off that big hip injury uh I was a little confused of why the Dolphins decided one to draft him two to uh put him in regardless of what they were doing last year after the bye week Mm -hmm. and then consistently taking him out to put Fitzpatrick back in this season still haven't really seen anything from Tua obviously he got hurt again um Tua is a guy that if you can at all avoid him I would because the the production really isn't there. Um, Even with the weapons that he now has, Gesicki's an animal. Waddle is a speed demon. Devontae Parker even is, he's a very underrated wide receiver because he hasn't had a great quarterback or a great offense to play with yet. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm 100% out on Tua. Uh, I, I guess I could just say I've always been out on Tua. Yeah, no, it is an interesting concept. Um, let's talk running backs. Clyde Edwards Hilaire goes down. Looks like he's going to miss a couple weeks MCL sprain. Um, but how about it was first Damian Williams doing everyone a solid streaming him for the Bears. Uh, but now the eyes and the focus come on Daryl Williams, who looks to take over in the Chiefs backfield. Is that a plug and play as well? Not unlike Booker. Yeah. Uh He's it's one that you are going to plug him in. You're going to have to temper your expectations. Um, I currently am plugging him into a league. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it's the Chiefs offense. There's always a chance that you're going to have whatever running back they have score a touchdown at some point, uh, get get some receptions. And Williams didn't do bad last week uh, coming in and replacing Clyde. He did pretty well in the preseason, uh, but take that for what you will. It's preseason. Right. But, I mean, he's an athlete, and he's a good player. Uh, he's somebody that I've heard that the Chiefs want to somehow work in every single game, regardless of if Clyde's in. So they, they obviously have confidence in him. And if you had CEH mm-hmm. and you were able to go get Daryl Williams, you got to have the same confidence the Chiefs have in him because that that's really all we have to go off of. Uh, so I, I think he's one that you plug in this week. If he screws you over, sure, go look for something else. But for this week, 
roll the dice because yeah. what else are you going to do? Right. Familiar. He's a low key chiefs veteran, right? Familiar with yeah. Andy Reid and the system and Mahomes. Um, what did you make of Trey Lance's first NFL start? Did uh, he kind of show you something coming up against a tough team? The Cardinals defense, no slouch. Uh, I was impressed with how often they ran him 16 attempts uh, or just, I guess he ran himself too, but he piles up the rushing yards. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's about what you should have expected from him. Uh, he's, he's just a crazy story. You know, he started sure. one season for a division one double a school or whatever yeah. school uh, and gets drafted. What inside the top five. Yeah. With uh, the Niners moving up anomaly. Uh, but you know, you've seen the flashes of awesomeness from him uh, and you know, he, he's, he's a Kyler Murray type. He's a Lamar Jackson type. He doesn't have all of that experience, but he can give you that kind of production. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he's going to either have a designed run. He's going to take off by himself. And then he's got weapons around him that can make him look good. You know, when Kittle's fully healthy, that's great. Debo is, he's a man. Having a huge year. Yep. I love Debo. And then you also have Brandon Ayuk, you know, running around, making plays. He's got a million running backs behind him. You don't know what their value is, but he's got all these running backs. So, And he's got probably the most innovative head coach we've ever yeah. seen in the NFL. So uh, I I like Trey Lance. Uh, wasn't necessarily big on him straight out of college, but mm-hmm. he's looked not terrible. He's, and he's looked better than Justin Fields is what I can say. Perfect segue. Am I, what are your thoughts on fields? Uh, I mean, I don't know what to expect. It's year one. Uh, the line is terrible for the bears. He, everyone hates his head coach. Uh, now all of a sudden he's got green Bay coming in. Is this going to be like, this is a team he's supposedly going to be uh, fighting for years to come, right. For the next decade. What are we going to expect against green Bay fields at home? Yeah. I'm an Ohio State fan, and I, uh, uh, I don't like Justin Fields as a professional quarterback. Uh, you know he he looked all right last week, but yeah. just all right isn't going to beat the Green Bay Packers. Or yeah, let, let, sorry, them. let me give some context to it. I mean, yeah, he gets the win again. The Raiders, where they, you know, I, no one throws games, but if you were to throw a game, it's when you your head coach does something like Gruden did or got caught for. I mean, 12 for 20, 111 yards against a team that's apparently not trying. You don't turn it over, fine. But, I mean, he's he's not even been that dynamic a rusher this year. Three yards per carry. I I, chalk that up to the line being putrid. But, yeah, he hasn't wowed you in any way, except for maybe just wins. There's been nothing that has impressed me about him. Um, I do want to give the – benefit of the doubt that Matt Nagy is just a bad head coach anyway. Yeah. And this offense for at least three years now has not really known what the hell they're doing at all, but that paired with Justin Fields lack of production. uh, I just, you gotta be out on him until you finally see something or the bears finally fire Matt Nagy. Right. Right. 
Um, speaking of Ohio State, let's get you out of here on this. This is Ricky Larson, uh, Lucky Shots Media, our weekly DFS hit, but bonus college football question here. Now that Bam has lost, uh, things a little bit more muddied. Uh, Ohio State's starting to figure it out more. What do you got for us? Are they going to make the playoff? You know, it's there's a good chance. Uh, if you look at the entire Big Ten, though, it is stacked. Mm-hmm. I mean, this past week, we just had a big matchup with uh, Iowa and taking out Penn State. That's right. Yeah. And they were both top five. Like it's a stacked uh, stack conference. So it's going to be tough once we get into those kind of games. Uh, but we're definitely back on track uh, after a close game with Minnesota because we couldn't stop the run after losing to Oregon because we couldn't stop the run. Mm-hmm. We've gone out and annihilated some teams. Yeah. So it's finally looking like Ohio state football again. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see when we get into those big games, you know, Michigan is up there. Uh, I don't, I don't know if we play Iowa this regular season. I've got it pulled up. Here are your games that you're going to keep an eye on. In fact, we'll just go through our main schedule. Uh, off this week and then you're at Indiana. Blowout. Yeah, uh, easy. Home versus Penn State. Penn State just lost to Iowa. You would think Ohio State's going to be favored in that game. Should be interesting. At Nebraska. I mean, people are. this happens every year. People are going to be like, oh, Lincoln under the lights. No, Ohio State's going to go in there and roll them. Home versus Purdue, blowout. Michigan State's interesting, but it's in the horseshoe. And then it's all – I think it's going to come down to at Ann Arbor to close it out. Yeah, yeah and I will never overlook Purdue again, so mm. we're, we're not overlooking that one at all. Uh, it was last year, the year before, we go in, we're playing Purdue, we're supposed to easily win that game, and then Purdue kind of puts an ass-kicking on us. Yeah. And so Purdue is one to watch. I was right. <laughs> Not think, underestimate Purdue. I think David Blau might have been the quarterback there, uh, NFL quarterback. Yeah, interesting to say the least. Uh, my football team's back in action, so I got Boston College to look forward to this Saturday too. All right, Ricky, we appreciate your time as always. We'll talk to you next week. Let's enjoy some football. Yes, sir. Thank you.